What's up, everybody? Got maybe the best episode we've ever done here for you with the Will Ferrell classic, Old School. I was joined by Kieran B. from Best Picture Cast podcast, and we had a really great time with it. Make sure to go check out all his work over at Best Picture Cast. It's quickly become one of my favorites to listen to. They have great chemistry and hit a lot of great films. Um, as I'm doing this, as I'm uh, publishing this episode, they're doing a movie draft. Uh, with their whole team over there. I think sub-50 movies on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Um, uh, it, go check it out as soon as you're done here. Go check that episode out and go check out all of their content. They do amazing work. Uh, for this show, moving forward, things will be a little different here as, uh, as Joey will no longer be on the pod. Um, not 100% sure on how things will look moving forward, but there will be a forward. So don't worry, this show isn't ending. Uh, it may go through some changes. It, it's going to go through some changes, but this will most certainly not be the final episode, uh, here from the circuit. Um, speaking of the circuit, go follow us on Twitter at the circuitverse and check out all of our great content on sports and pop culture at the circuitverse.com. Again, the show is not ending. It'll probably go through some changes. Um, we might take a little bit of a break here while I kind of reshape how the show is going to look moving forward, but there will be a forward, I promise you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Movies and Podcorn, the podcast where we are slashing prices on everything from beepers to DVD players. As always, I am your host, Adam, but tonight I have a special guest. I am joined by Kieran, the host of Best Picture Cast Podcast. Kieran, what is up? Adam... Thanks for having me back here, man. You know, last time I was here, we were talking about Oscar ceremonies and all crazy stuff. I'm happy to just dive into an actual movie with you here this time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we picked a, we picked a real fun one to talk about here. I think we did, too. Um, before we jump into our, uh, our film tonight, why don't you tell the listeners what you do? Sure. Uh, this is uh, Kieran B. from Best Picture Cast. It's, a, um, it's a, an Oscar Best Picture podcast basically so it's called best picture cast we take a different best picture winner every week and we deep dive we have uh we we go long form we're talking everything we can about the movie they're long episodes for a for a steep commute and uh we basically it's a it's a group of friends sitting around uh having a few beers and talking about movies that are sometimes 80 or 90 years old or sometimes you know classics or or um fan favorites like a titanic or uh, a Forrest Gump or, or so. Sometimes it's uh, Cavalcade from the 1930s. So you, you never know, quite know what you're going to get. But we, uh, we do some other fun stuff too. We have uh, a couple um, social media tournaments coming up on Twitter where we draft. We do a little uh, live draft where we pick a different movie. Every October we do a, a horror movie t uh, tournament. That's very competitive. <laughs> and uh, we also do a, uh, every fall we do a sub-50 tournament, which is all movies that are under 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So also gets very competitive, yes. The, the, the year one winner was Roadhouse. Uh, last year's winner was Twins. And we'll see who takes home the, uh, the sub-50 crown this year. We can look out for that on, on Twitter, at Best Picture Cast. You can vote along. We get a, a ton of votes, and it's a true – it's like a World Cup-style tournament. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, there can only be one winner, and the winner gets its own episode. Nice. Yeah, I love your pod. Uh, it's great for commutes. I have uh, some family that lives about two hours away, 
and I've gone to see them a bunch of times because they're kind of older. So trying to get in as many visits as I can here before something happens. Awesome. So uh, <laughs> uh, back to the future, Silence of the Lambs, great episodes. Um, and yeah, I- we had some. Oh, yeah, we hit some highlights too. We, we do the specialty episodes here, and we're we're coming up on the halfway mark where we've just completed the halfway mark. Well, so we we have uh, half the best picture winners done, forty five, uh, and we are going to have a massive rankings episode. We're going to rank all forty five of them at the halfway mark. Uh, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be um, there's going to be some 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 cursing and some blood and some, and some anger and uh, some laughs and we'll have, we'll have fun. We take this, we take it real seriously. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in that, in that 45 movie Royal rumble. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll be joining uh, your show at some point in the fall, I think. So I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, that's our next little thing that we're launching. There's a lot going on here this fall. Uh, we're revisiting some of our oldest episodes because I think come October will be like the, uh, the third anniversary of us recording our very first podcast episode, which we had no idea what we were doing back then. <laughs> and I think you, you're going to we're, we're inviting people on to kind of revisit those, uh, kind of check our check our balances a little bit and see what we what we got right, what we didn't get right. And we'll, we'll probably make fun of ourselves, too. I think you're going to hop on for Rain Man, right? Is that the yes. one we talked about? Yeah, I'm very excited. I listened to your pod a few times now on that movie just to kind of get my oh, I love it. In. and there's a lot i agree with but there's some things i definitely disagree with so i'm excited cool cool and for that we're we'll, we're gonna steal uh uh honorably steal a category from you for this uh for this series too we're gonna do a um uh a stump us a, a trivia question so oh. you'll ask each of us a trivia question about the movie we'll see if we can if we can get it i love got that idea from you there so nice nice yeah that should be should be fun i'm looking forward to it so, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So go check out Best Picture Cast Podcast. It's a great show. Um, but now for the movie tonight, uh, Kieran, I'll let you uh, tell them what it is since you picked it. Uh, what are we talking about tonight, Kieran? We are talking about 2003's Old School starring Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn. Uh, this is a, a, a comedy favorite of mine. Okay. I am really excited for this conversation because... This movie, we got a big generational gap here uh, between the two of us here. So you're currently in college right now or you're in grad school? Uh, I'm in grad school. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're, you're still in the, in the, the, studious, uh, the studious arena. Uh, this movie came out my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. So this was wheelhouse for me. Yeah, this is wheelhouse for me and the whole, the whole floor at Fordham University. So we were, we were fired up about old school. So I'm interested to see how much of that comedy stands up for someone who's in college today versus mm-hmm. someone who kind of was, was there as, as it came out on the precipice. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, for taste buds, I'm going to say, first off, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. It wow. Was- this is a yeah. first watch for you. Oh boy. It no, was. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was always on my list. I was like, I love Will Ferrell. I think he's like the king of comedy for my lifetime in my eyes. Uh, but it's always just been one of those movies I never got to. And I got to say, it was nothing like I thought it was. I thought I knew this movie from like pop culture and everything. I thought going in, it was Will Ferrell went back to school as like an older person. Wow. And uh, I was very shocked that that was not it at all. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Uh, the cast is great. Ellen Pompeo. I love Grey's Anatomy. So I, I like lit up when I saw her. I was like, oh, my God. You got Jeremy Piven, Simon Helberg, uh, Stifler's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, plus the, the 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 big cast, Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. 
and then Luke Wilson, who I got to say, I wrote down for one of my hot takes. I was like, this guy sounds a lot like Owen Wilson. And then I looked up the cast and I was like, oh, oh no, he's, he's his brother. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I like this movie and it, uh, it sounds like uh, you like this movie, too. Yeah, no, I have to ask, did you watch it just the once or did you get the re to rewatch it, too? I've only seen it once. Okay, so uh, um, so I'm excited for you moving forward as well because the, this movie is all about the rewatch because the throwaway little lines in this thing. I, I probably, I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen Old School at this point in my life. Uh, I watched it twice this week for this once right before this this we recorded here. Uh, the, I still get little lines that crack me up in this that I had never heard before. Little yeah. things like that, like that, like just tonight. I'm watching it tonight. And I'm, I'm I'm dying laughing because they're at the funeral with Blues Funeral and, and Will Ferrell <laughs> singing "Dust in the Wind," Kansas "Dust in the Wind," mm. and and you know all emotional and the voice is cracking. The guy with the sunglasses playing the guitar, and then they pan to everyone else at the funeral with their heads down, looking all somber. And there's one guy just rocking out to the song, doing air <laughs> guitar, and I'm cracking up like, how have I never seen that before? Uh, and so many just dry delivery lines that yeah. the script is just is just line for line just just comedic genius mm. that's the comedy i like way more than like over the top it's just this the subtle little one-liners oh yeah yeah um all right let's jump into kernels and buckets where we talk about our favorite scenes and characters kieran who is your favorite character from old school <sighs> oh man i mean one one of the things that's so great about this movie is is that it has such a deep bench like yeah. is this is just the teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers team where like a guy gets hurt and then boom they just throw another all star in the lineup. It's yeah. like God, you got to be kidding me! So even there's, we obviously have our stars in this, and um, it's really hard not to pick Frank the Tank here because Will Ferrell's performance in this is just beyond electric. But I'll just for the sake of being a little a little different, I think Vince Vaughn is just incredible in this movie. I think this is his best performance. Uh, his every line delivery that he has. It probably doesn't look funny on paper. Just the way he says it is just so it's just that dry, sharp. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a talker. I, I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. Hand the mic off. Just just uh, perfect. He's, he's just it's a it's a it's a um, I want to say that it's not a breakthrough performance. It's actually like a comeback performance because he was he had a little bit of a career, tried to go drama after like swingers and, and that run and then was kind of stalling a little bit. I mean, he tried like the psycho remake and some other way, Jurassic Park 2. Uh, and he, his career was kind of going nowhere. And then after this, he took off. And then now he's a, a celebrity. Mm. Best performance. But yeah, I'll lock in Vince. Vince I'm going to lock in Vince Vaughn on this one. You think Favorite it's character. his best performance ever? Uh, I, think it's best, I think it's Vince Vaughn's best performance, yes. Interesting. It's up there yeah. for me. Wedding Crashers will always be my favorite of his. Uh, I know that's a favorite of yours. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> a favorite he, uh... of yours. Yeah, his I love his comedy. Just his his kind of manic, just like vo mouth vomit, like word vomit is is just so funny to me. Um, I picked him as well, uh, Bernard. I also I thought Frank the Tank was too obvious, so I was like, oh, I'll go a little off the board. All right, so we kind of went the we kind of went the same thing. I mean, but Frank the Tank is absolutely electric in this movie. Is Will Will, will yeah. the, and and you know we have to mention too is, is that we all look at Will Ferrell and it's like okay, it's Will Ferrell. You know, he's like the king of comedy in the in in that two thousand era. But he wasn't a lead guy before this. I mean, he was doing a lot of bit parts. He was the he was the SNL guy. He was on like uh, the um, Jay and Silent Bob as like the park ranger, and he was the guy in Austin Powers who was very badly burned. You know, uh, it, he he wasn't like he didn't have that that breakout thing. And in retrospect, you look at it, and it's like, 
oh, okay, you know, this is Will Ferrell, of course. But this was a coming out party for him. It's like, oh no, Will Ferrell is here and he's here to stay. And then, and then obviously goes right into to uh, Anchorman and and the, um, Ricky Bobby and and whatnot from there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little younger than you. I don't think I'm too much younger than you, but a little bit. I know him mainly from like Anchorman and Elf are kind of like the two like early Will Ferrell things. Is this kind of his first big comedy role? As like a yeah, lead. so that it's it, those rattle off right in a row. So it's I believe it's old school. I believe it's old school in the fall, Elf at Christmas time, and then Anchorman in the spring. And it's like boom, boom, boom. Those are like that's the run he goes on. You know, you could check me on that. I might be a little off, but th- that's those three movies are in a row. And after that, he was just there to stay. And uh, I mean, Anchorman's one I saw in the theaters. Mm. and was confused as hell as to what I was watching. And that's just one that just gets better and better at time. Uh, yeah. Elf is beyond iconic at this point. I mean, there's like a Broadway play of it and whatnot. So uh, this is the the kind of forgotten one, though, old school. It's the one that does it. Because Step Brothers is also another Hall of Fame. I think you're doing that one uh, coming up here. But yeah. that's that's another Hall of Fame comedic performance, too. That one, that one might ultimately be my favorite of the bunch just for the sheer hilarity. But um, this one old school has a, has a special place in my heart. For sure. Where does, uh, to sidetrack a little bit, where does Will Ferrell rank for you in li- of your lifetime of like comedy actors? Is he at the top or? Yeah. 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 It's him and him and, uh, and probably Jim Carrey. Um, but uh, I think that, I think that Will Ferrell's a little more consistent maybe. And I know, sure. uh, I know what I'm going to get out of him. I mean, I mean, Jim Carrey's stuff is great too. And, and he, he was able to do some of the dramatic stuff uh, in, in, you know, crossing over and doing like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorite movies. But like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, uh, you know, even the kind of the goofier ones like The Mask. And, uh, you know, it's he's uh, he's another a liar, liar. I mean, you know, but I, I think I think I will probably go. I'll probably go Will Ferrell number one. Yeah, I would too. Um, all right. How about Bucket? What was your favorite scene in this movie? Jeez, this is another one that's so hard because – I mean, this movie is just is just a collection of scenes that all piece together to this wild, wacky story. And, and you know, I think like a lot of comedies of this year and probably a lot of eras, like when it starts to hone in and try to have a story, that's when it kind of like it's like, ah, come on, go back to the other wacky stuff. But I do think that this one gets a raw deal than it deserves with that, because I, I just in watching it again tonight, like. I think the story is so crazy that it doesn't really matter all that much anyway. And there's enough fun going on that you follow yeah. along with it. But I mean, I, I have to say that my, if I'm picking one scene, I mean, there's obviously a ton of crazy with the dart, in the neck and the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, out on the, on the lawn with the lemonade and the car and the, uh, it's not exactly street legal, but Hey Mike, uh, no, no, no lemonade, honey. I have a nice cold beer. No, but uh, I have to go just like the whole Mitchell Palooza, the, the funnels, the funnels into the streaking. The, I mean, nothing beats that. I mean, uh, you know, you know what? I, yeah, I'll but fill it up. I'll do one. I'll, I'll do one. I'll do one. Hold this. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just so good. That's a good one. Um, you got Snoop Dogg <laughs> there. Snoop-a-loop. Uh, Snoop-a-loop. Bring uh, me a green hat. Yeah, Will Ferrell is, is putting in some work in that scene for sure. I went with the gathering the pledges scene um, where they put the pantyhose over their heads yes. and, and they're just, <laughs> just driving over sidewalks. And I, and my favorite part is when they kidnap the, the, like the middle-aged dude with his wife and she's like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, shut up or I'll kill you. 
just kidding. We'll have him home by dinner. And then he like, well, we'll have, we'll have him home by dinner. Steals the cheese doodles. Yeah. He goes to the van and he turns around <laughs> like he looks in her basket and takes the food. Uh, I just I love that so much. Uh, and master of puppets blasting in the background too. I got my Metallica shirt on here. We'll, oh, we'll, nice. we'll talk, a, we'll talk about that and what's aged, what's, uh, what's, what's yeah. aged well, but um, yeah, dude, great choice. It's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love how this, they like in the very beginning of that, the van like whips around the block and it hits like yeah. this little, this little <laughs> kitty's like bicycle. It's like, Oh God. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. you're right though there are a lot of scenes that you could pick um and be and be right um how yeah, the about whole, oh go ahead. yeah go ahead. this is the whole stifler scene with the with the dart it's just so insane like who wrote that down on a piece of paper it's a, like that was this when i when i saw that scene before i saw the movie you know because oh. i had a buddies who saw it on an opening weekend they're like you gotta see this movie it's amazing it's like and they call up this you know this scene you know on on whatever the earliest version of youtube was at that point yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't really get it. Like what's happening here? You know, like, and, and, but when you stick it in the context of all the rest of the crazy movie, it's just, Oh, it's just perfect. Yeah. I love Vince Vaughn as the clown. I, he's my favorite part of that scene. Like Will Ferrell's great, but just Vince so Vaughn good. there as a clown. is so fun. And he's like, tell so good. put it, uh, put your, put your head on. You're better than that. Wag your tail too. Wag your tail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, Beanie, calm down. No, you don't see me breaking the fourth wall. You know what? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, good. Uh, all right. How about let's jump into the Squid Game, Karen? Who do you think wins the Squid Game from this movie? All right. So um, I I think I'm, my pick here is going to be a little different than I think what you guys normally pick here. Where I think you guys pick, I don't know, what, I think maybe kind of the one who's going to be able to rumble the best. Usually, yeah. I'm I'm going with Frank the Tank here because the man takes a beating like none other. We see him kicked in the ribs. We see him hit over the head with a pot. We see him thrown through a trophy glass case. He goes sedated. He takes a dart to the neck and goes sedated into the pool. <laughs> he falls down the stairs, gets kicked in the face. I mean, the, the guy can take a beating. And you know what? He, the man can debate. And that's how you debate. Uh, so I'm going Frank the Tank to just be the sole survivor and, and black out and not know what happened. That's fair. That's a great point. Um, I think he's definitely a contender. I went off the board here. I went with the blowjob instructor. Um, <laughs> Andy Dick. <laughs> because of how quick like Will Ferrell like, gets him in the chokehold or whatever, and he just flips the switch and just kicks his ass so fast. Um, I think he Someone can- just made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he turns it on so quick. I think he could, I think he could do well. But Will Ferrell's a great pick, too. I love it. And this was kind of one of my generational questions. Does 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 Andy Dick mean anything to you at all? Does that, does that name, does that mean anything to you at all? Do you have any idea who that is? No. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. That's funny. Cause he was like a, he was kind of like an offbeat, like MTV style comedian back then. It was one of those things that if you lived through the Andy Dick era, you would, there's no way you'd not know who he was. It's kind of like a Tom Green or a, uh, Paulie Shore. I don't know if you know who any of those people are either, but I know. Tom um, he's, Okay, he's kind of slid into that into that. So that was one of my one of my general questions. If that name meant anything to you, I have another one in, in a little bit. So okay, cool, cool. Um, all right, let's jump into maybe my favorite category: expiration date. Um, did you have anything that didn't age well? I'm sure you did, or or maybe some things that did age well. Yeah, I I have a bunch here for this one, and I. I I actually am going to kind of take a little bit of a uh, of a, a heel approach in this one where. And listen, the the context of the movies that you guys are talking about, 
obviously there's going to be a bundle of things that don't age well. Uh, it's just the nature of the 2000s comedies versus the cult, the um, the climate that we're in today. Sure, I'm going to kind of take the other route of just kind of pointing out how many things in this movie really, really aged well. Nice. Um, yeah. re- real quick, the things that didn't age well, I'm, I'm sure you have them down. Um, the uh, the gay slur in the beginning of the movie, like the first line of the movie is not, that would not be in a movie today. It just wouldn't be. And that's kind of really the only real regrettable line that you know i I remember it being funny back when it when you know that kind of joke was was kicking around just with the line delivery but that you you see that today it's like ooh, what are we getting into and i'm sure you're this is the first line of the movie you must have saw that and been like "Uh uh-oh i'm I'm in for a rough one here yeah anyone who listens to this pod knows that i don't like i don't enjoy that stuff um so that that raised a flag i was like oh boy here we go yeah what am i going to watch any others i don't think throughout the movie i didn't catch any yeah, and I got to say another one, too, is two of my big ones here, good and bad, are going to be musical related here. I don't know if you know about this, but the opening song of this uh, of this movie is by an artist named Ryan Adams, not Brian Adams, Summer of 69, but Ryan Adams with an R, okay. uh, who is a canceled individual. He is uh, a very much canceled for, you know, sexual deviancies and 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 all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, so he's, you know, he he's a bit of a jerk and we don't uh, we don't we don't sell Ryan Adams albums anymore. And again, not Brian Adams. You can still listen to summer 69 and, and all that. I mean, listen, listen to Ryan. Adams. I, I can separate the art and the artist, but it's tough. It's tough. Listen. It's like, Oh, Ryan Adams. That's right. He was still, uh, he was still out of, uh, out of a uh, uh, movie jail at this point. Oh, but so that was kind of my, uh, my other one for, you know, starting the movie off with the Ryan Adams songs a little. Mm. Uh, what did you have for, for not, not aging so well before I get into the good stuff? Um, yeah, I had the gay slurs and then I had the, the beepers and DVD players, this whole like, <laughs> plot line. I don't even know what the hell a beeper is. Is that like, a- <laughs> so a beeper now I, I never had one. Okay. I never had a beeper. I did have friends with them. And what it was essentially is, is that you would have this and someone would call your beeper and then you, you, when you, you'd call the name, like a tone would happen. And then you punch in a number and then hit hit like the pound key. And then your number would show up on the guy's beeper. And then he'd go to a phone, like a pay phone, Holy and crap. call the number that you beeped him. And then you'd talk. So I think it was like, I was very popular with drug dealers and whatnot. So they could kind of stay off the grid. Uh, but that was the premise of the beeper before it... Um, you know, before yeah, if you watch the wire, you'll you'll see uh, you'll see the beeper and how it's executed in, in uh, huh. there. So yeah, so um, I had that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know what a beeper was, so that didn't age well. Wow, that's I I did not think that I would wake up this morning and explain to someone what a beeper was. So here, this is that's a great thing. This is the beauties of being old here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, I I did have one more to take you a step further. Giving a CD case tower as a gift. No, no. Um, yeah, she she uh, <laughs> she give Nicole gives Mitch the the tower CD case. You probably didn't even know what it was. You looked at it, you probably like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah. Um, you'd put it on your office desk and then you'd slide your CD cases into it. Um, yeah, that that's very very dated. So that one stood out to me there. <laughs> so stuff that's aged great. We'll stick with the music there. Master puppets in the middle of this movie here, man. Stranger Things. I know you're Stranger Things guy. Love um, could it age any better? I mean, this summer, Master Puppets entered the Billboard Hot 100 charts for the first time in a song that was uh, released and recorded in 1986. So, 
Um, for Metallica to enter the the one the Hot 100 Billboard Pop charts alongside a Justin Bieber and a Drake uh, <laughs> and uh, Dua Lupa and uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty that age is pretty awesome. That's right, smack in the middle of this movie, yeah. Master of Puppets. Uh, the soundtrack in general is just fire in this. Whether it's the Chariots of Fire theme or Everybody Dance Now or the Sound of Silence or or, or whatever it is, it's just that they don't miss much with the music in here, other than kick it off with our, our old buddy Ryan Adams. Um, uh, other stuff that's great. I mean, man, you you mentioned it a little bit with Ellen Pompeo. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned it there with Terry O'Quinn from Lost, Alicia, uh, Alicia Cuthbert from. Uh, from 24 we have um Stein we have from from uh king yeah right yep and uh, a couple guys from the daily show rob cordry who doesn't even have a line in this movie but he's in there craig kilborn uh who's the 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 evil boyfriend he was the daily show host uh we have uh from um from king of queens Leah Remney, uh, she's in King Queens and Saved by the Bell. So some of these are kind of before and some of them are after. But it's just, and, and uh, uh, Ari Gold, uh, Ari Jeremy Piven as, as Ari Gold in Entourage. And uh, Frank's wife in this was also uh, Ari Gold's wife in Entourage. A ton of TV stars. This cast, age mm-hmm. is amazing. And how about the director? There's an Academy Award directed, there's an Academy Award nominated director directing this film the director of joker todd phillips uh who then would go on to do the, the hangover it was, was one of the highest grossing comedies uh just really everything you talk about it launching will ferrell's career you talk about it's kind of relaunching uh then spawn's career this 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 cast is just gold left and right here the whole the whole cast and crew is really aged well for sure did uh, i don't know if you know this off the top of your head did this kind of start todd phillips's career was this one of the first big hits he had? Do you know? This is the early on. He also he does he does uh, a movie called Road Trip. I don't know. We just it's our second Tom Green reference there. Uh, I don't know if you remember Road Trip at all, but I think that was one of his first comedies. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah. So then this is kind of this is take a step a step higher in the, the bigger budget there. But uh, and then you know then he he leads that into uh, into um, the Hangover, which is where he really explodes and starts to get to get a lot of that, that power. Uh, you know, there's um, Luke Wilson is kind of the one guy who didn't really capitalize on the fame here, but I kind of look at him and I know you're an Eagles fan. I am. I look at him as like the Nick Foles of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he controls the ball. He makes the plays where he has to. He's, he's super wonderful in a championship season. But he didn't do much before, and he doesn't do much after. So uh, he's he's the Nick Foles of old school. Fair. Anytime we can bring it up to the Eagles Super Bowl, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a Giant fan, so I'm being very very nice here. By the way, there I'm being go. very very nice here. I'm just trying to trying to make friends because we get the hot takes, so you're gonna start to hate me a little bit. I think. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, did you have anything else that aged well? Uh, let me just real quick. I think that is pretty good yeah i think that's pretty good all right um yeah to touch on your casting one of my favorite things about doing this season of 21st century comedies is watching like the older ones from the two th- the early 2000s and just seeing all the stars that aren't stars yet just pop up it's like holy shit um like super bad we just we haven't put out the episode but uh, we will soon so many people in that movie that are stars now that it's just like 
they were after. yeah it's crazy and you know uh, uh, just another word kind of on a- things aging well um the premise of the the premise of the the fraternity that is going to just have no we're not excluding anyone we're letting everyone in because of that you don't get a lot of like the 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 jockey you know preppy white dudes you get you get some senior citizens you get uh, just random business dudes in suits coming in but you know you get the the nerdy guys you get the the, the musician with the guitar you get the redhead kid you get the heavy set uh, black kid you get the uh, you get Spanish you get uh, the the little Asian guy like this so it's a pretty diverse crew because of that so that in itself aged really, really well, because now you look at that, it's like, oh, just these guys were just like, they're kind of like, hey, listen, we don't care who you are, just come hang out with us, we're gonna have a good time. So I, I think that whole concept aged, aged pretty well. That's a good point, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's jump into favorite quotes. So I, I wrote down a bunch of quotes and I'm gonna list them off to you here. And if you have some that I missed, feel free to jump in, I'm sure you will. That's that's the way to do it, because I could quote the whole script, because it really was. So let's see what stood out to you, and then I'll, I'll fill in some guests. I do have one in particular, and I just died laughing this time around, but go. All right, so first quote I wrote down, actually a pretty nice little Saturday. We're going to go to the Home Depot, buy some <laughs> wallpaper, maybe some flooring. Um, that's Frank the Tank at the party. Uh, we got Vince. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> nice I, love, I love where they were, they were Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Uh, um, we got Beanie when he says, legally speaking, there will be a loose affiliation, but we will give nothing back to the academic <laughs> as well as provide no public service of any kind this much. I promise you. That's a good one. So good. So good. Um, Frank the Tank when he's streaking. Hey, honey, do you think the KFC is still open? I fucking lost it. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Uh, why don't you go ahead and leave me your number? This way, if something happens to my wife, I can give you a call. <laughs> And the Vince Vaughn delivery too makes uh, all that too. No, just... Incredible. Um, I built Speaker City from the ground up and I can barely read. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, and then Vince Vaughn in the post-credit scene or, or post-credit like, gifts, he's talking, he's yelling at the goalie, the kid goalie. He says, you can't be walking around. You're killing me between the posts. Um, uh, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. One, arguably one of my favorite scenes is the closing credits. Let's let's make it official. And he tosses the chair onto the field and he goes, all right, I'll be in the car. Just amazing. Just absolutely. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you quoted the post credits. That's that's incredible. And I think he tells his wife as he's walking away, you're better than this or something like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's talking to the ref. Um, And then, of course, you're my boy, Blue. Um, that's an iconic legendary concept. yeah that and the earmuffs are probably the the uh the ones that have stood the the <laughs> biggest test of time the earmuffs is just part of the regular lexicon now true um that was all i um, had do you have any others okay uh, i do have some good ones here um i love in the beginning when he catches his girlfriend and you know she goes be honest with me tell me this is the first time she goes do you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to tell you this is the first time <laughs> Amazing yeah. smoking the same. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, geez. Um, uh, Dean Pritchard, we haven't done a done a, done, done a talk, ton of talking about yet. Uh, please allow a moment for this information to sink in as he's on the video telling them that they're getting expelled. Uh, thank you and God bless America. Uh, and this, this one too is just so good. And, um, 
Uh, hold on one second. I got to call this up so I can get it verbatim. Now, this is as to kind of couple on your quote about him saying we're giving back nothing to the community. <laughs> as Beanie has now said, and eh, I'm not doing any tests. I'm done. I'm out. And he leaves and Mitch has to kind of go get him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, are you just going to leave? You know, people's lives are ruined. And he goes, come on, whose lives are ruined? And Mitch goes, well, let's see. Blue's dead. Frank's divorced. I've lost my house. And now we have nine kids that are going to get expelled. Just, 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 just amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a million. Uh, you got it fucking dark in your neck. What? Wait, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. Uh, yeah, just it goes on and on. We could do this. We could do this all day. Uh, what would you pick as your favorite if you had to? Um, but, uh, you're my boy, Blue. I think is probably okay. Blue. You're my boy. <laughs> uh, just, just great. Yeah, I mean, there's there's little ones that that come through every time. Whether it's you know him him talking about uh, uh, well, you think there's a student alt rock band on the on the stage? Like, yeah, just make sure you can see the stage. That whole little monologue about you know the Kiss concert. Like, I, I love that. I love that stuff. It's, it's it, my my favorite line is movie will change every time. But I, I'll have to always always say my boy Blue. Fair. I would go uh, the legally speaking thing. He's like this much. I promise you. That would be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's jump into burnt popcorn where we dish out some hot takes. Did you have any hot takes, Kieran? Oh, boy. I got a couple of hot takes. I don't think you're going to like either of them. Uh-oh. Here we go. Yeah. These are these are, uh, these are are directed at you, my friend. Oh, my. Um, one is one is movie related, so it's it's all in fair yeah. games. One is going to – I'm going to retaliate to uh, to something from a previous podcast here. <laughs> uh so I think that the wedding scenes in old school are better than any wedding scenes in Wedding Crashers. Holy crap. Yes. There you go. You know I come with hot takes. Mm. You know I come with hot takes. So that's just mine there. I think that they are funnier. The, the old school, mm. funnier. The old school wedding scenes are funnier than any wedding scenes in Wedding Crashers. All right. So in this one, we have the, the beginning one where Frankie's getting married and Vince Vaughn. Yep. Come to it. That's a good one. Right. The, any of the moments where where Vince Vaughn is talking and other people can overhear him and they're just reacting to what he's saying are, are just great throughout this whole movie. Um, the, the wedding band, turn around every now and then, and you hear the fucking look in your like, whoa, what, what? Uh, incredible. The uh, the speech, you know, Frank's dad's here. I hadn't seen him in in like ten years. I love you, dad. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> so good the, the, taking the mic but you know the the um denver beautiful sunshine state beautiful the whole that whole run of the wedding is just absolutely on fire you know this might shock you i'm i don't know if you're totally wrong i don't know if i would completely disagree with you i think definitely the best scenes in wedding crashes are not the wedding scenes i would agree with that mm. um mm. might be onto something there that that yeah. I don't think the wedding scene is really good cool cool um, you, have a, you have a hot take before I, I go with my other one, or you want me to just rattle my other one off? Um, yeah, I'll do a couple because I think I have four. So I'll do a couple, then you can go. And then, um, uh, Ellen oh, okay. um, should have just been a bigger star. And I know she became the star of Grey's Anatomy, but like, God, she, and maybe I'm just being like rose colored glasses because I love that show so much and I love her in it. But I thought she was fantastic in this movie. And I wish she had been a bigger movie star 
um, than she turned out to be. Yeah, she radiates on screen, man. She does for sure. But, um, you know, this, that's unfortunately kind of what happens with television stars is they yeah. settle into a role on a successful show. I mean, you know, I, you look at, you know, look at like a Walter White or, um, you know, or, or any of those. I mean, and he did end up getting nominated for an Oscar at some point for Trumbo, uh, Brian Cranston. But uh, any any one of these shows, you kind of I don't typecast gets a little over overused, but they do just kind of settle into a state of comfort with what they're doing. And I mean, listen, Grey's Anatomy is one of the longest running shows that there's been. Right. I mean, just uh... what else does she have to do? She is uh, uh, scaling her role back, though. It was reported that because uh, season 19 is the one that's coming up this fall. Um, and it's reported that she's in like half the episodes, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So she's taking a step back. Maybe she's looking for more stuff. Um, if you look at like the cast of, si- of Seinfeld or Friends or a lot of those shows, like they were all better off just kind of staying in their lane and doing what they're doing because none of them are really going to be necessarily movie stars. I do think that she that Ellen Pompeo w- could have been a bigger star. I, I, I like that. I take mm. Um, and then I have a good one, so I'm going to save that one. Um, I feel like what Frankie did did not warrant Marissa just ghosting him for a month and ignoring his birthday and everything. Like, he got drunk and he streaked, sure. But, like, I mean, is that really that big of a deal to, like, kick him out of the house for a month and not talk to him and ignore his birthday? Well, let's dig a little deeper here. The, 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 the scenes between the two of them, first of all, are pure gold. Every single one of them. Uh, the the two the two of them the chemistry they have together is just absolutely incredible. Uh, the the scene with the the wedding counselor in it's there and, and her her gradually turning hearing what he said we we went to Olive Garden it was lovely it was lovely <laughs> and her gradually hearing what he's saying and turning and turning and turning and then death staring and he keeps going until she's finally like. <sighs> And he's like, what? 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 I thought we were in the tree. We're in the tree. <laughs> uh, so it just, that scene right there just shows how like out to lunch this Frank would take. And and Will Ferrell creates such an unbelievable character. This where it's this kind of like this this wild card character who who might even like borderline be on the spectrum or something. And he <laughs> he's like domesticating himself, but yeah. can't help himself. And and he's. He's stuck between both worlds and just gradually just goes full force into the other world. And she's just like left behind with like her, her tray of lemonade. Like what is happening right now? So, yeah. I mean, the, the streaking, the, the, the wedding council thing, breaking into the house and attacking the guy. I mean, granted a misunderstanding. Uh, I, I, you wonder about what are all the scenes we didn't see. So uh, <laughs> I think I'm, uh, I think I'm team Marissa on this one. Fair enough. I also love when Will Ferrell, when, um, uh, Ellen, I forget Ellen's character, but Ellen Pompeo is talking to Mitch, and then Will Ferrell walks out with a sex doll. <laughs> there, and he's like, he's like waving to the kid with the doll's arm. <laughs> uh, I like your doll, Frank. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. She's okay. <laughs> Did you uh, have have fun at the wedding? <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna stay at your house for a little bit. Me and Marissa are working some things out. Uh, working some things out, like you uh, streaking naked through the neighborhood uh yeah that and that and some other things <laughs> yeah it's, it's so good uh what, what was uh what was your other hat take yet oh boy you ready for me okay i don't even know yeah, you're not gonna like this one. Oh. todd phillips 
Okay. We mentioned before directs the Joker, which I'll agree is an overrated movie. I think it takes a little bit. It's, it's kind of turned and taken probably more of a beating than it deserves. I think now, but Bruce Wayne in the Joker is a better Bruce Wayne than Robert Pattinson. So the little kid who doesn't even have a line in the Joker is a better Bruce Wayne than Robert Pattinson. How about that? No, I know. Now that to the callback for listeners hearing this at their time is that yeah, Adams Adams agape right now. Um, Adam said that that his favorite Batman or that your Batman was Robert Pattinson. So here I am saying that the better Bruce Wayne is the child behind the gate who doesn't have any lines there. So there you go. But, wow. Yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> there you go. Now to specify, I, I think that Pattinson does fine behind the mask. Uh, this whole, this whole, oh my God. I'm, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne character is, is supposed to be this kind of rich, secluded, mm. doesn't know how to handle his emotions, handle grief, hand, process uh, human interactions. So he, he, he vents it through his Batman persona. And that's how he, he interacts with the world. This, this I'm a whiny, my chemical romance fan, (laughs) and I'm going to go cry in my room because Alfred's not talking to me. That, that, that Bruce Wayne doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. That, that, that doesn't work for me. Sorry, sorry, Robbie. Okay. Um, Well, I want to point, I just want to mention, I did watch the Batman the other night, actually for about the 10th time. Fucking love it. Um, Oh God. (laughs) One of my favorite movies of all time, but, to your point, oh my god i i definitely understand your point there with the bruce wayne thing it's not for everyone i totally recognize that but would you at least agree that he's a very good batman like he's really good at as he's batman. he's a he's a he's a very solid batman he's a very solid batman um but the bat but the batman part of it isn't really the role i mean you know that that's the suit and the action and uh to me what you do leading into the bat and i guess this is just really different and listen I'm not a big superhero guy. I'm I'm a kind of a, a, a I'm allergic to the Marvel stuff, and uh, <laughs> I know you're again. That's like your 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 favorite stuff. Um, but I will say that Batman Begins is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I love Batman Begins. I think it's the best movie of that series. It's probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie too. Um, I bounce between that and and Prestige. Um, wow. wow. Uh, but yeah, so I, just because it's a human story and I think that so many times these, these superhero movies, uh, forget about the human aspect. And I, I think Batman begins just being that origin about what, what makes someone do this, what brings someone to this and how they get there is just such an amazing story. And I can rewatch that movie. Liam Neeson's incredible in it. Uh, just, just great. And, and, you know, the dark Knight is great movie. It's fine. Um, but I, I think that Batman Begins gets undersold in that in that whole trilogy. And by the way, Quentin Tarantino agrees with me. How about that? It's his favorite movie in the in the series. Wow, you just you just spit out so many hot takes. My brain is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I warned you. I did warn you. I'm sorry. I warned you. <laughs> That's great though. I I love it. Uh, well, when the Batman wins Best Picture this year, uh, I can't wait <laughs> for that episode when you do that. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. However. It will not. I, I will be rooting. I will be rooting along with you for the movie that should win. Oh, I want to. I want to touch on it at the end of the episode. So save that. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, good. We'll save that. We'll leave. We'll leave that as a teaser. Yeah, the Batman will not be nominated for Best Picture. I do think it will get uh, a couple. Let of us hope not. Let us hope not. 
Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. I got to regroup here. I, okay. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Adam. I've been listening to, I've been listening to movies and podcorn all week. I came, I came guns blazing. Oh, I love it though. I love it. Um, okay. So I have two left. This one's kind of stupid. Um, their dance routine uh, that they did as a frat was a thousand times better than the dance team that I had uh, in college. We uh... <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome, amazing, and and dude, what a smart way! And and look, we're talking about this movie having a deep bench, mm. and this is where you kind of see like where there's an Academy Award nominated director behind the scenes here. What a smart way to develop! Like, okay, I have I have to get a frat over. I have to get that over to the to the viewer. And, you know, Spanish is only going to get one line. And Whimsy's only going to get one line. And this person's not going to get any lines. And this guy's just going to play guitar when I go see. Like, so they all have to kind of nail that line. You have to make sure you, you get those scenes right. But how do we bring it all together? Have them do a synchronized dance scene where every time you watch the movie, you can find another guy, awkward guy to watch do the dance. And it's like, it's, it's like you said, it's pretty good. It's, but it's not perfect. And that makes it better. It makes it, it makes it better that there's this kind of awkward thing going on. And I, 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 I love that. Love that sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ran uh, when I was at, I went to Huston University. I ran cross country and track there. And so we always went to like the basketball games and stuff to support the other teams. And when that dance team came out, it was just like, man, this is a good time to go to the bathroom or something. They were never interesting. But if this was our dance team, I would have been watching every time. Boom. Love it. Um, and then my final one, I don't know. Uh, people might disagree with this. I think Beanie is a really good dad. I think he's an awful husband. But I think he's a really good dad. He always tells him earmuffs. He doesn't want him to hear bad language. He coaches the kid's team um he always he th he throws this elaborate birthday party for him and dresses up like a clown and gets all his friends to dress up in characters and then yells at him for taking their heads off um i think he's a really good dad awful husband but really good dad yeah and he's 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 a bad husband he's yeah it, it i think he's a good guy at heart yeah and he just has his vices and and he, but i think his family does ultimately come first and that's kind of what I like about this movie is that they grant it's very grounded. Like we talked about Step Brothers. Like Step Brothers is probably at the end of the day, I'm I'm probably gonna pick Step Brothers over most comedies. But there's nothing grounded about that movie. That movie is 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 <laughs> insane. Boring. It's insane. But like every character, even the Frank the Ten character, you get you get this kind of struggle with like maybe he rushed into marriage and he's going to marriage counseling and he, he's not understanding why what he's saying is so absurd. And there's the and then you have the Beanie character where he's like, you know, he, he's alone with the girl. And he's like, oh, listen, I'm not going to do anything. I just like to get close to the action. I don't like to actually get in it. Mm. And and the, the Mitch character, we see his kind of plight as he's this kind of businessman traveling around. His girlfriend leaves him. He comes home with the teddy bear and he comes home to that scene. Like, yeah. So it, it is a very grounded movie. And I think that's one of the things that makes it uh, that makes it age pretty well. And and makes it makes it rewatchable and, and and a movie that that stands the test of time. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> um, all right, let's jump into "Do You Want Butter?" on that, where we ask questions we should probably know the answer to, but we're going to ask them anyway. Uh, do you have any questions about this movie? Oh, oh, I do. I have questions. Um, uh, I gotta say, this is this has been a, a nitpick question I've had since the very first time that I've watched this movie, and it continues to be a question that I have moving forward and maybe you can answer this for me we're going into the to the, the, the competition here the, the dance competition that you talked about they do the wonderful synchronized dance sequence way better than anyone had business doing there yeah. 
Frank the Tank rolls out, dressed as the mascot, does these hilarious and amazingly executed gymnastics, mm. and lands it. Why do the fire hoop? Did you need the fire hoop to pass <laughs> the test? Like it's 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 and why does you catching on? I guess maybe you catching on fire endangering everyone. I guess maybe they get fail at that point. But just if he ends it with him landing. That's got to be at least good for a 90%, I would think. I mean, that was a pretty good little routine there. I mean, is he really needs that extra 10% to go through the flaming hoop? <laughs> I, I've never um, got that. Good question. And I, you know what? I think I do have an answer for you. You always, whenever you're good at something, you just have to do a little extra. You always go too far. Um, I, in college, I did lip syncs. Um, okay. I got into those for whatever reason, competitive lip syncs. And I won a, a few competitions and I was getting excited. And then the, like the fourth one I did, I was three and oh, I wanted to bring a fire hoop. I literally wanted to bring a fire hoop on the stage. And they told me no, because I was a liability and dangerous, whatever. But, I, you know, I didn't need it, but I just wanted to go that extra wow. and push the envelope. Um, so I totally get it. You know, you, you got you know. Deep down, I was hoping that you'd have an answer. And not only do you have an answer, you have a real life experience. That is amazing. And I think I I, I love you, Adam, but I think you might have probably ended much like Frank the Tank did with that. You know, probably. <laughs> so, probably not don't worry, but... don't worry, Frank. We're confident that most of your skin will grow back. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy, uh, I love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, the, okay. The person, the person running it was like, "Why do you think you need a fire hoop for a lip sync?" I was like, "Why don't I?" <laughs> oh man um uh, questions uh uh ky jelly wrestling is that like is that like hot because uh, i it's more gross than hot to me i mean like what you get these people are bleeding they're like in the basement, they're barefoot. There's like multiple people going in there. Like by the main events, that's got to just be a giant pile of like blood and scum and sludge. Like I'm, I'm not, that's, I don't know what's going on there. That's, I mean, listen, I mean, a couple alone in their, in their house doing a little <laughs> KY, Justin, I'm not judging anyone. That's, that sounds fun, you know, but there's a little too many people involved in this. There's a, there's, they're bleeding. They're bleeding. I don't know that that KY jelly wrestling is a little, a little questionable to me. I agree. I'm not a very messy person at all. Um, I, I, and I'm not a big like wrestler. I never was like me and my buddies never like wrestled. Some kids did and they like punch each other. And I, just, that was, <laughs> I, was, I didn't like to get into fights. So yeah, I would not want to partake in that at all. Yeah. Um, you covered the, 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 for not being a great husband, like, you know, is, is his wife okay with him just being at these things all the time? That's, that's a little questionable. Um, and I have one last big question here that then I'll, then I'll pass the torch here. Okay. Let's, we'll do a little supposing here. We'll do a little, like, I'll give you something. I'll give you some, but then I, I want some back here. Okay. In a world where Snoop Dogg agrees to, hmm to perform at a frat party okay in a world where he does it i'm not saying it's impossible people owe people favors you know maybe he's in town maybe he knows someone he's going to come out and sing a couple songs well first for all we know he sings two songs maybe that's all he did yeah. i question what the price tag of that's going to be because i mean you know uh, soup Dog's a mega mega star now granted he doesn't have his first number one hit until uh, the year later 
drop it like a drop it like it's hot comes out the following year and that's the number one hit and then from that point he's he mm. cemented himself as a super super megastar but he's just still a pretty recognizable name another thing that's aged great about this movie is snoop dogg by the way um okay. let me mention that but fine let's say beanie could afford it so it's a favor but he's gonna play this part yeah where's the security Mm. I mean, Snoop Dogg is just rolling out to this party. I mean, he gets sexually assaulted by Frank the Stank, pretty much. We, yeah. I mean, with, there's no yeah. one here to protect him from like a random naked dude. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's a big question mark. But you think he's have at least four or five guys, their arms folded in suits, kind of, um, mm. you know, surrounding him here. I, I don't, that's real loose. One guy in a green hat is not enough for me. I got to have, I got to have a whole team here. For sure, yeah. The only so. person that seems to be looking out for him is the other singer on stage. He like gets him yes, and that's it. Um, yeah, that's... That is a, yeah. They there would be a lot of security there for sure. Um, I think yeah. I think what does Beanie say? Like Snoop owed him a favor because he got him like a deal in a stereo or something, or like hooked him up. Did, with... Does he say that? Okay, he does. Okay, something right. something does. stupid like that. Yeah. He got him a beeper, and he got him a beeper. Yeah. That's right. He cleared his beeper record, so they uh, the cops uh, the cops uh, and um, they kept it kept a clean burner. Yeah, yeah. What a what a good friend Beanie too. Good good dad and good friend. Throws that huge rager for his buddy because he you know he gets divorced, so he's like, yes. hey, better. It's like, what a good friend. Trying to release him back into the world. Yeah, my friends are are releasing me back into the world. What? Oh, um, oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, so good um all right i only had two questions uh would these kids really be expelled for being this fraternity like i get blue died but they made it seem like that was not a part of the reasoning like it was just this dean who had a vendetta against mitch and beanie but it seems odd that they would expel all these kids just for participating in it just couldn't they disband it and then just like let the kids stay on campus i think in a, in a world super evil dean he can probably do whatever he wants yeah you know, that's just what I would just guess. If he really like he's making a statement and holding a vendetta, he's going to make sure that he purges uh, everyone at the school. Um, you know, I'm sure those uh, those people in power exist out there sure. uh, where they're just going to going to drop the hammer. But yeah, no, I, I always felt that I was like pretty heavy duty stakes. Jesus, because I get expelled. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a scene, too, when he fights. Uh, is it Frank the Tank? <laughs> and, like, and, like tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> this man accosted me you're all witness he accosted me so good so good um and then my other question uh should this movie be a little longer it's it's 90 minutes it's a tight 90 it flies by um uh, but it, it to me it felt a little rushed towards the end it felt like there was a a bunch of loose threads and i was like oh there's probably like 30 minutes left and i look i like move the cursor and there's like six minutes i'm like what the fuck and yeah. just, like, everything just like ends immediately i feel like it could have used a little longer yeah, for sake of preparation for the podcast, it worked perfect for me. I had 90 minutes and I slid <laughs> the 90 minutes right in. But no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll answer it this way. Any de- scenes that were deleted from this movie, I want to see immediately, you know, and, and I want them in the movie, you know. So, yeah, I, it could be longer. It could easily be longer. I'd love it. I, I, I love every I love every scene in this movie. It's just this movie's a, an instant winner from front to end for me. But maybe that's maybe that's testament for the 90 minute runtime, man. True. Most comedies um, this season I've lamented because they, you know, they get off the rails and it, it isn't funny anymore towards the end because they went on too long and everything. But this one, I feel like could have gone longer and kept it funny. Apatow kind of has a knack for that, for just kind of a little bit of a bloated runtime and kind of 
living in the movie a little too much. Like knocked up as a particular uh, offender of that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more questions? Uh, no, no, I'm good on questions. Cool. All right, let's jump into trivia. Uh, I think you know this movie pretty well, but let's see. You've already answered. Okay. One, all right. So... Oh, I did already. All right. What, what already, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so here we go. I'll get that one out of the way first. So when uh, when Frankie and Marissa are in couples counseling, Frankie's telling them about this uh, this amazing meal they went out to have and how he was uh, fantasizing about this waitress and what she was wearing for her underwear. Where were they eating? Yeah, it's it's it was the Olive Garden and, and it was lovely. It was lovely. The Olive Garden. Uh, and- yes. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That was that one was never getting past me. That's it. That's uh, went to the Olive Garden. It was lovely. That that's been a quotable quotable line for many many years for us out here. Uh, all right, one for one. Uh, question number two: What animal could the trank gun pierce the skin of? That Stifler uh, tells Frank the tank this could pierce the skin of a blank. It would be a rhinoceros. Yes. All right, and yes. the Frank the tank. Yes. Uh, oh yes. All right, two for two. Can you go three for three? Rarely does Let's it see. happen. Uh, here we go. What proposal of Mitch's was totally fucked? When he meets his boss, his boss says, your blank proposal was totally fucked. Oh, oh man. Um, it's a hard one. Geez. Yeah. I, and I had a feeling this was coming too, which is frustrating that I can't rattle this off. Uh, so it is the sunshine. The sunshine. What? Um, the. Okay. Um, it is the sunshine. Oh man, that that sucks. I should have that. The sunshine quarters. I, what was it? So close. Sunshine. Sun. Sunshine square proposal. And uh, the sunshine square. Fuck. Ah. Good show. I got the. I got the. Yeah. Good showing. It's two and a half. Two and a half. Now I have some for you though. How about that? Here we go. I don't know if I'm going to do I'm gonna, I'm Yeah, and I'm going to – and similar to my hot takes, one is very related to the movie. One is uh, more related to one of your previous episodes. Um, so – and they're college-related. So we'll start within the movie. When Dean Pritchard bribes the head of the student council, he says he has connections at this school. Mm-hmm. What school does he have connections with uh, mm-hmm. that she wants to get into there? Yes. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's local to me here in uh, in New York. Okay. Uh, is it Columbia Law? It's Columbia Law School. Very good. Very good. All right. So we, we warmed you up here. Now, I'm going to dig a little deeper. Here we go. In one of your previous episodes, and I do believe it was your Mean Girls episode. Okay. Uh, you were talking a little college basketball. And if you remember to when we first uh, spoke was back during March Madness and you asked me what my pick was to win. And I picked the runner up. I didn't pick the winner, but I picked the runner up in Duke. Uh, But you were mocking the university of Maine for being one of the only division one schools to not ever make the NCAA tournament. Yes. So they indeed, and I as a listener, there's no way that's true. And I was like, wow, it is true. Indeed it is. There are 35 division one schools that have never made the the NCAA March Madness tournament. Can you name 
three of them? Is that too much? Can you name one or two of them? Three of them? Can, how many can you name? Certainly give it a shot. Um, is three fair? Is three fair or is, is just yeah. one? Would you be happy with getting one? No, I think three is fair. I know uh, my mind is like a, a Rolodex of sports. Like I know. Okay. I know. So this is okay. So three is good. And, yeah, sure. and I'll, I'll, I'll do a little follow-up question too is two made it last year that had never been in there before. So it was 37 before last year and it went down to 35. So if you want to add, we'll, we'll talk that later. So can you name three? I have them in alphabetical order here. If you can name them. So I'll, I'll let you guess three. I'll let you guess three, and then and then you go from there. So we know we're not here forever. Yeah, the University of Maine. I actually went there my freshman year and then transferred. Um, yeah, they were there. Okay, so you were well away, yeah, close to home. <laughs> Horrible. Um, all right, I'm gonna say. Now my alma mater is also not very good at basketball. And that's Fordham. They have made it before, though. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna. But not in a very long time. Stetson University. Have they ever made it? Stetson is correct. You have one on the board. Stetson from Florida. And if I'm not wrong, it might be Jake the Groms. It might be Jake the Groms. Um, I have to double check that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy that went there. Um, So that's how I knew that. Um, I'm going to guess there's probably an Ivy League school that has not been. Um, I'm going to say. Well, no, there's only eight teams in the Ivy, so they probably have. This is this is a great question, and I love this. Your, and your thought process is pretty solid. So. Um, I'm going to say University of New Hampshire. He's going to the University of New Hampshire, and that would be correct. There's two. Ooh. He's got two in there. UNH um, is one of them. Maine's rivals. Um, let's see. Trying to think of a small school in a small state. Uh, if you go three for three, that's pretty impressive. There, it's gonna that's gonna really make me be pissed off. I'm not getting Sunshine Square there. That's oh, this is annoying. Tough. Um, I can't even think of a of a school right now. Um, uh, Delaware State University. Delaware State is uh, not correct. That's Damn, not correct. Cool. No. Um, do uh, well uh, because he got two. Because he got two with one. I'll give you one more guess because he got two in a row there. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna guess an Ivy League school. I'm gonna guess Brown University. Uh, no, Brown is in there, but uh, another Rhode Island school. Bryant was one of the ones that oh. made it this year for the first time. Oh, okay. uh, it was Bryant and Longwood were two, the two that made it this year to make it 35. I'll rattle the 35 off as fast as I can. Here we go. Here, go Army. Army. Oh. Uh, Beth, Bethane Cookman, Central Arkansas, Chicago State, the Citadel, Denver, the Sunshine State, Elon, Grambling, High Point, Incarnate Word, Kansas City, Kennesaw State, Maine, UMass Lowell, which was a Division II school that recently moved up. Uh, New Hampshire, what you got? NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology, Omaha, Presbyterian, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Quinnipiac, Sacramento State, Sacred Heart, two Connecticut ones there, St. Francis, Brooklyn, SIUE, I don't know that one, so, uh, South Dakota, Stetson, what you got? UC Riverside, UC, USC Upstate, UT Martin, UTRGV, I don't know that one, Utah Valley, Western Illinois, William and Mary, and finally Youngstown State. So there you go. Those are the 35 schools that have not made 
the tournament for those loyal listeners who thought about it and didn't listen, didn't look it up. There you go. There, there you go. That's I got a him for you. Question. I love that. All right. Love uh, our trivia around here. Damn those thirty-three schools. <laughs> Pretty good getting two of them. I wasn't like I wasn't sure if it was that outside the box question. You're just like I have no idea, dude. Uh, it's a pretty good. He got two there. Yeah. That's... So we both we both got two or three. Yeah. Good showings all around. Um. Okay, I think that leads us to our corny awards. A riff on the Dundies. Uh, do you watch The Office, Kieran? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. I've, uh, I've done. I've, I've probably done season. I've probably done until like like season one till Michael leaves. Probably straight through like maybe four or five times. I think I've only seen it to the end once. Like, like, so like that last season, I've probably only seen once because mm. uh, it kind of, it kind of loses me. I like Robert California and I love Kathy Bates, but mm. uh, after that, it gets a little weird. Once like Andy's becomes the boss, I, I just stop caring. That's fair. Um, uh, before yeah. we jump in, actually, since we're talking about a Will Ferrell movie, I have a question for you and I, I'm sure, sure you probably don't know the answer, but I, I've always wondered this. So Will Ferrell comes on the office for like four episodes, something like that. Uh-huh. When Michael leaves, he he comes. Yeah, D'Angelo De- De- Vickers, yeah, is his he, name, which I always think is one of the hilarious names in in, in TV. Um, I've always wondered: Do you think he was coming on, and they were like bring him on to see if he could actually be the guy to continue the show as the boss, or do you think he was always supposed to just be there for a couple episodes and then get out? As far as I know, he was only supposed to be there for four episodes and go. That was a. Okay. That was like a like a heat check, like tease the audience, you know. Here, here comes Will Ferrell, kind of doing a doing a little uh, doing a little favor with his buddy uh, Steve Carell. That was never meant. That was never going to be anything that stuck. Okay. From what I from what I remember and understood of okay. the situation. All right, I've always wanted that. Um, but right. he was amazing on it the, with the, the headphones during the Dundies and the you know uh, yeah, getting the, the stage fright. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, hilarious. Uh, all right. What was your uh, what was your first corny award? Sure, my first corny award. Very excited about this here, and it is the. Sorry. Uh, it's the Mitchapalooza MVP award. Nice. Who was the most valuable player of Mitchapalooza? And of course, it was none other than Frank the Tank, of owning the funnel. <laughs> Uh, streaking through the quad into the gymnasium. Uh, Honey, is KFC still open? Uh, Everybody's doing it. Uh, (laughs) Others are coming. Uh, Yeah, MVP at Mitchapalooza. It's got to go to Frank the Tank. Uh, are you a big uh, are you a big beer funnel guy or were, were you back in your party days in college or no um i i took i did it i did it when i was called upon but i never enjoyed it um yeah. you know but was well i never i never i never wimped out i, I would, would take it but um yeah no i i don't i don't aspire to to go down that road again gotta <laughs> say yeah I, I i i never enjoyed that either yeah. um uh, my first award uh the taken from us far too soon award blue uh my boy blue you're my boy blue taken from us you know he just he died far too soon and we're but we're pretty sure when the autopsy comes back it's gonna say <laughs> causes. joseph blue pulaski uh, r.i.p god i never knew where great. that um where that came from before this movie i always knew you're my boy blue i like it was a in my lexicon i knew it um never knew where it came from until i watched this movie I wish the audience could see the elation in my face when you told me 
hear that you that this was a first watch for you, which is just that's so incredible to me. I'm so I'm so excited for you to rewatch this a million times and 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 for the rest of your life. Um, and it's on Netflix. We should say it, everyone. Now, at least at the time of this recording, you can go check it out on Netflix. So, uh, my next award here is the Plant Based Blowjob Award, and that is going to go to Andy Dick uh, for his his uh, vegetarian blowjobs that he's given over there. It's 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 even though this that the sailor from TGI Fridays never did call him back. Um, there you go. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think you'll like this one, and I'm curious if you get the reference. I gave the Chris Shelton Award to Mitch. Do you know who Chris Shelton is? He's a baseball player. Do you remember him? Chris Shelton was the um, – he had a brother. Uh, he had a brother. Um, there were brothers in there. And um, no, no. Okay. Chris – okay. I know Chris Shelton and Chris Shelton was the Detroit tiger who had like a, like had like a million triples in like the first month of the season. And then literally like never had another season again. I was, I got, I was thinking of Shelly Duncan and Chris Duncan, who were the, uh, oh. the brothers of the, of the Cardinals pitching coach, uh, Dave Duncan. I'm, I'm a pretty good baseball guy, but yes, Chris Shelton was the Detroit tiger who had the monster first season and, and then fizzled off and never to be heard from again. Yeah. 2006, his first month, he hit like damn near 500 with like, five six triples in a month and he was just like we thought he was going to be the next babe ruth and he never did anything again so i gave this award to mitch because i think he's hidden way out of his league with ellen pompeo i think she is way better than him i think he is he's having his chris shelton moment right now but if we did a sequel to this movie and it picked up like six months later we're never going to hear from mitch again he's not he's yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and you know, he's my my college crush, uh, Alicia Cuthbert, too. Man, geez, I mean, he he did it. You know, could go to jail for what he did in the in the movie terms, at least. I think she's of age in real life, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, the Chris. Now, now that makes up for me not knowing the Sunshine Square there, knowing who Chris Sheldon was. So, there you go. That's yes. that's a deep deep cut right there for baseball. You were nervous. I was going to say he was the brother of, of Blake Sheldon. I think there for a second, but. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up for me is the uh, the Red Lobster Employee of the Month Award, and that goes to Spanish, uh, even though yeah. he's part time dick. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Job Spanish. Yeah, Red Lobster catching some strays in this film. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave uh, I gave my final award to Beanie. I gave him the Bob Knight Award for when he throws the chair on the field. Goes full Bob Knight. Amazing, amazing, and and just beats out Frank the Tank slamming the chair against the lockers. You gotta keep your composure. You gotta keep your composure. Uh, okay, that's that's great though. Love it, Bobby Knight. Did you? Uh, did you uh, have I have one final one. Yep, and okay. it is the uh, the first aid failure award, and that goes to Stifler um, for uh, for <laughs> for giving Frank the Tank CPR, yelling. He just French kissed me and then kicking him in the ribs and sending him back into the pool face first to sink to the bottom. That is a, that's a first aid failure award right there. So. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. Talk about, we talked about typecast earlier. Stifler is typecast as Stifler. Like anything he ever pops up in. It's yep. Stifler. Yeah. Have you ever seen role models? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, he's really good in that one. That's that's kind of one of my favorites too. Um, that's him and and um, 
uh, what's his name? Um, Ant Man. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, the re- really, really fun one there in that. So he he has kind of like survived the slip, the Stifler character a little bit in the sense that he's been in some roles, but he will always be Stifler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I think that's all the categories. Um, so uh, where do you think this movie ranks for you in terms of 21st century comedies, just overall in the in the rankings for you? Yeah, it's it's totally up there for me. Um, it's I always bounce between my favorite being this Anchorman or Step Brothers. Um, there was a long stage of my life where uh, where anchorman was my number one comedy hands down that was what it was Step Brothers overtook that at some point where now it's just like I mean, there's just no way i'm leaving the room if stepbrothers comes on the tv i'm sitting down and i'm watching whatever point of that movie i'm in i'm in and i'm watching and i'm laughing um but you know in in this time around like there might be a late run for old school for me um so those three movies are kind of the, the they or like my my triad right there of of comedies. So this is definitely ranked very very high up there for me. Mm, nice. Um, this would probably rank for where we're going in our season. Probably a little lower, only because I've only seen it once. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have that kind of relationship with it. I think if I watched it more, it would definitely move up. Um, it's not Wedding Crashers or uh, or The Hangover for me, which are kind of the two big ones for me. But it's a it's a very good film. And anything Will Ferrell uh, usually is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, cool. I will say that I watched <clears throat> uh, this month. I first watched Wedding Crashers for this because I know it was one of your favorites. Um, now I will say that I've seen, I've seen every scene of the movie multiple times. Like I've just never seen it in sequence. Like sure. I've seen the uh, the Will Ferrell stuff to the end. I've probably seen maybe ten times going into this. So like once I got to that part of the movie, I, I knew everything that was going to happen. And there was no point where I was unsure what the plot was. So it wasn't like a, a complete, like I had no idea what was going on watch, but I had never sat down, press play at the beginning and gone through. And uh, I, I did enjoy it. I love, love me some Christopher Walken. Um, I, I think Vince Vaughn's got more of like the reactionary role in that where he's kind of his yeah. reaction to what's going on. Um, I think Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen's wife, uh, uh, Isla Fisher, is that her name? Yes. Little yeah. Reddit. She's borderline steals the movie. I think she's incredible. And she's just uh, amazing. Uh, it's 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 a good one. It's it's a good one for sure. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely a fun one. And you guys had a great episode on that too. Thank you. Um, all right. So that wraps up old school. Now let's get into a little of your territory here before we wrap up. Let's talk about sure. the Oscars. I think you teased it earlier. Who do you think right now should win Best Picture? From what you've seen, not will, but who should win Best Picture? Yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of the guy over Best Picture cast. He's a little bit of like the uh, the the angry man on the porch, you know, the get off my lawn guy with the, a lot of the newer stuff. Like I'm the I'm the anti A24 guy, and I'm the anti Marvel guy, and, the, and my my co-hosts are always rolling their eyes at my uh, my my ornery takes. Uh, but there is one movie this year that you are not going to hear any salty takes from me on, and that is Top Gun Maverick. I think it is a damn near perfect film. Yeah. I think it 1000% it's a, it is a crying shame if that movie isn't nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. Um I will be disgusted if that's not nominated for best picture. And I know there's a, it's a big fall coming up. There's movies from Marty Scorsese, there's movies from uh, Damien Chazelle. 
there's uh, there's a, a, um, I think Ron Howard's got a movie coming out. There's a, a, a ton of a ton of big filmmakers to have movies coming out this fall, and it's going to be a tight, crowded room. But I have to say that that Top Gun Maverick belongs in there, and I'm going to go a step further. I want Tom Cruise for Best Actor. Um, uh, I, I think he he deserves an Oscar. He should have had one by now. Magnolia was, I think, the one that I would have had him win in '99 for supporting actor. Um, it's and it's it's his career has kind of gone the route for a while where it's like I don't think he's ever going to go back to the type of movie that would win the Oscar. So wouldn't it be amazing if his type of movie? pushes him to an Oscar. I think that would be a great thing. So I think it's an amazing performance. Uh, I, I, again, I think it would be really, really sad if he's not up for best actor. I think that Jennifer Connelly belongs in the conversation for a uh, supporting actress and a wild hot take. I'll give you right now. I think Val Kilmer deserves to be in the discussion for supporting actor for the one scene that he's in. I think he's, uh, that was the most, uh, the most moving scene of the whole movie for me was was the scene with uh, with Cruz and, and Kilmer in there. Uh, it will be up, so will be up for a ton of technical awards. It will win a ton of technical awards. This is not a movie that is going to uh, that's going to kind of like if you look at um, some examples like a Jurassic Park uh, or Speed, where I think they won like you know Speed won film editing. Jurassic Park took all the other matrix i think was four for four in the oscars and ones i fear that that this movie is going to be like a matrix where it's up for four technicals and wins four technicals and they don't give it the above the line attention yeah. that would be a shame um but i don't know man I, I i think that there's there's a weird critical and audience union here with this one that i i think that we're going to see we're going to see Top Gun Maverick uh, listed quite a bit this year at the Oscars. Oh, I'm so glad. Music to my ears here. That is, yes, might be my favorite movie that I've ever seen, to be honest. I And I don't even love the first one that much. I like it, but I was not going into this thinking, oh, I'm gonna, this movie is going to be great. I saw, I've seen this movie four times in theaters, which is more than I've ever seen any movie. The most I'd ever seen the movie was three times. And I was like, I need to make this the number one movie I've ever seen in theaters. Um, yeah, cool. I totally agree. Yeah. Your, um, technical stuff. I think best original song. I think Lady Gaga will probably get nominated. I would imagine for hold my hand. Um, mm -hmm. And I would go miles Teller. Actually. I, I think he was for supporting in the film. Yeah. I, he was my favorite performance, even more so than Cruz. I think I, I love Teller. I really hope we get top gun rooster at some point. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I mean, you probably will. I mean, you probably will. I'm not a big sequel guy. So, but you know, and I don't, I don't really consider this a sequel. Um, I'm not the biggest Top Gun guy. I mean, I like, I grew up on it. I mean, it was on, I mean, it was on when I was a little kid all the time. Um, but it's not like one I've like in adulthood, I go back and watch all the time. Um, this is its own movie. It's taking a, a known character and building around it, building this, this, um, this amazing emotional, personal growth story about, you know, what, what a, what you are as, as, as a person, you know, what your identity is. And it's an, it's an amazing movie. Um, there's only been two movies where I've my dad, my, my dad hates the movie theaters. He really goes, yeah. um, there's only been two movies. This is going to tie us back into the combo that I've been like, dad, you need to get over yourself and you need to get to the theaters and see it. One of them was Batman begins. And I physically took him to see that one. And he, he loved, he loved it. And this, this was Top Gun Maverick. And he did it. He went and saw it and he loved the shit out of it. He absolutely loved it. So it's great. Yeah. 
yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's something special for sure. I think Cruz left tough competition with uh, Austin Butler though. Austin Butler was damn good in Elvis. Is that the Elvis guy? Is that yeah? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'm a big. I I love Elvis, so I don't see why I wouldn't like that. But I I do get a little um, I do get a little eye rolly with like people playing real people. Mm. The Oscars kind of like uses that as a crutch a little bit. It, it, to me, it's so much more when you land doing what Tom Cruise did, it's just so much more powerful than imitating Elvis or imitating Queen or imitating Abe Lincoln or what, you know, it's just, you know, uh, that's just a personal thing, I guess. Yeah. I like to, I like to create a character, you know, get, find avenues of, of, of emotion and life and, and conflict. That's going to make me, that's going to make me see something that I didn't already know. I mean, Okay, great. You know, you got a, a big top hat and a big beard and, you know, you're Abraham Lincoln. Great. I, I can read a history book, you know, um, but no, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Um, is there any film you think this year you've seen that you think has a good chance of winning? I know we both want Maverick to win, but have you seen a movie that you're like, oh, this this might take it? Um, so I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. I know it's getting a, a ton of talk. I have not. Did you see it? No, you're making a face. Yeah, hot but... take. I, I didn't love it. Like I, okay, I I'm it was a jumble. I'm told mess, to be honest. Yeah, I'm told that by people who know me well, like my my uh, my podcasting uh, compadres over here, that yeah. I won't like it. I'm told that I won't like it. Yeah. But what what I do just think is fascinating, just from Oscar standpoint, is for a February release or like a February March April release, like that early release to win the Oscars is a very kind of a weird rare thing. Yeah. Um, most of the Oscar stuff is is real uh is real around christmas time thanksgiving thanksgiving basically to uh to march and that's where they release everything um a famous one that was a february release that won the oscars the following year was silence of the lambs was uh went the whole year and then went in there uh to to win so um was kind of dumped in the in the um february is like the dump month where like we just throw out whatever it is we don't think people will like it we don't know so yeah. Um, yeah. That. That. Uh, so. So I think it'll be interesting to see if a movie can can withstand the whole year and get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I'm interested to see this Marty Scorsese movie uh, with Leo. Um, the. Uh, oh, uh, I don't want to. Flower Moon. The Flower Moon. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to tempt the. Uh, back, though, is that going to make the window? Oh, did it get pushed back? What, it, how far did it get pushed back? I think spring of 2023. Oh, so yeah, it's out then. Thanks. Yeah, okay. I did. So that's that's news to me. Yeah. Um. So that helps your uh, your your Top Gun Maverick uh, cause there, a little I think, bit. Uh, I saw Cha Cha Real Smooth on Apple. Um, thought that was really good. And Apple, you know, maybe off of the Coda thing, you know, maybe they can ride that. Maybe some momentum. Um, yeah. Um. I may. I'm a big like. I like to let the dust settle and then let me see what I got to see. Unless it's a, a real filmmaker that that I um, that I you know that I love that I'll go after that or what kind of like a big event movie like a, a Maverick. Um, I mean, a, a few years back there was um, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino. That was a summer release, so I mean, I, I'm you know Tarantino movie comes out. I'm seeing it opening weekend. This is how it goes. Yeah. So um, I'll uh, you know I, I'm I I really liked uh, I mean, Whip, Whiplash is one of my favorites. I really like La La Land, so I'm, I'm interested to see what Damien Giselle is going to do with, uh, I think, Babylon is what it's called. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Yep. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with that. The premise didn't fully intrigue me, but um, I, I the guy's, the guy's um, 
you know, the two movies are really so up. So uh, yeah. I have to think that this might be a good one too. So uh, yeah, I, I like to wait and see. I like to play wait and see till Thanksgiving, and I start start picking them out because there's enough. I got to watch enough of these old movies. So I, gotta, I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't go out and watch a dud, you know. True. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we will dive into that hopefully uh, in the winter. Hopefully, we do a little thing like we did this year and talk about. Cool. It. You just call me, man. You just okay. call me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyone out there that wants to follow Best Picture Cast, we're at Best Picture Cast. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Letterbox, all that stuff. At best picture cast we'll uh we, we give you lots of lots of footage lots of runtime to to delve into this we don't take ourselves too seriously we have a lot of fun with with stuff so yeah check yeah. us out it's a great pod definitely check it out um so that's going to do it here for our episode on old school for kieran i am adam thanks for listening and remember you're my boy blue i had an awesome time